to the 295 Show. I'm your host, Thomas Poole. I'm with my boy, Brian Smith. Yes, sir. Today, we're going to have a sports debate about the Milwaukee Bucks series versus the Brooklyn Nets. Uh-oh. He's a KD fan. I am. I'm a LeBron fan. We are both from Baltimore, you know. Mm-hmm. Katie's from the DMV area, you know. We all from this area. We're all from the from the same area in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go in. My problem with my problem with the series was KD was not facilitating enough. Knowing that, first of all, he the first four games he had Harden and Kyrie healthy. So all this about him being by himself, we're going to stop that because that's bullshit. We're going to stop capping and giving this man excuses. We're going to stop capping. That's what we're not going to do, bro. I mean, I hear you. But Yo, four out of seven games. That's half the series. It's more than half the series. It wasn't with, it wasn't with Milwaukee. Yes, it was. Kyrie got hurt in the Milwaukee series, bro. He had Kyrie. Dang, but James wasn't there. James been there first. James, James one came, game. James came back when Kyrie got hurt. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay, first of all, James is a choke artist, so and we both understand I, I don't that. Like James so either. we're I'm not even. James, I'm gonna say this as a KD fan. I don't like James Harden, and I don't like Kyrie. I never like Kyrie because what is, what is your purpose of getting me to the playoffs? You get me there just to be hurt and not play. I can't tell you how many fucking times I've seen this nigga on the fucking sideline in the fucking playoffs. Fuck Kyrie. Ooh. I do not like Kyrie. Ooh. I don't like him. Hard. And don't get me don't don't get me started on James. Like yeah, you play hard all season just to be a choke. Does he really play, play hard all season? James Harden plays for the call. He doesn't play for the score. He plays for the he plays for the call. He's looking he's looking for the foul. If you play looking for the foul, that's that's why the that's why his regular season games go so much different than his playoff season playoff games because the refs are going to be. In the, in the regular season, they're going to be free with the whistle. Right. You can manipulate the refs all regular season. Postseason, with everybody knowing what you're looking for, with everybody having having days to scout you and knowing that, oh, instead of going th- w- w- in his triple threat stats, instead of going through the rip through and actually looking for a bucket when they call it, after they call the foul, he's looking for the foul, then the bucket. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, he's looking it. for that whistle first. So, but what we're talking about right now is um, KD versus Bron. KD, K, what we're actually talking about was Scottie Pippen's hot take on pause. Scottie Pippen's take on KD versus LeBron in the Milwaukee series. So what Scottie Pippen said was LeBron James would have figured out a way to beat Milwaukee with another All Star or not because. KD said, his take was, he feels as though KD spent more, spent too much time looking to only score for himself rather than set the table for his other teammates, helping his teammates get started. Brian, I want to hear your opinion on this, and then I'm going to, I'll give you mine. So, I somewhat agree with him. KD's not a facilitator. He's not a, a true facilitator like Braun is. We all, we all know that. Like, KD will give you 35 and then just you know, give you a couple assists here and there. KD's more so looking to take over the game. And and that's what he does. Like, as offensively. A scorer, offensively, yes. As a scorer, that's what you're going to do. That is your job. Make sure that you put points on the board. He's not, in my opinion, Braun is more so now 
nowadays, I'm going to say Braun nowadays. Nowadays? Nowadays, Braun is more so looking to, you know, dish it out here, dish it out there. Because, you know, in my opinion, starting out, young Braun, young Braun ain't give a fuck. Young Braun go ahead and just dunk on any and everybody. I don't care what anybody say. I don't care what anybody say. Now you're saying Brown was not a facilitator from rookie? I'm not saying he wasn't a facilitator from so, rookie, so but what, he's a, he doesn't he didn't do it as much as he does it now. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, first of all, you're wrong, brother. Not nah, as much as he does it now. Listen, listen. He didn't have nobody in Cleveland. Yes, but that's that's the point. Then, that's so the, what, that's what, what, so hold that's, hold what, that's hold what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. But that's the point I'm making because LeBron in Cleveland with no one compared to what LeBron compared to what. He had, had no, no, no. Compared to what Katie has in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. LeBron and took teams to the conference finals or NBA finals with D League players. We don't even, we can't even name the other four starters on that fucking on that team that San Antonio swept. Oh, you can't. I can you only cannot name, name the four starters on that on that last team that Boston knocked out. You I can only can't. name one. I'm only one they want, and it was only because Dwayne Wade dunked on that nigga. No, Dwayne Wade was not in even one of those Cleveland series. No, I said because he oh, dunked, Wayne dunked on. Okay, he my dunked bad. on Anderson Anderson no, Virgil. That's, that's the only one. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Even with trash players, LeBron took, let's say, Mo Williams. Mo Williams was an average-ass player. Mm-hmm. Before coming to Cleveland, Mo Williams averaged no more than 12 points a game. He gets to Cleveland, he becomes an all-star. Playing along, alongside LeBron James. Why is DeLonte that? DeLonte West. Yes, I get it. DeLonte West was a bum in Boston. Yes, he was. He, he was, was an absolute. He was absolute trash in Boston. Comes to Cleveland. He's a respectable starter. I I, I didn't know him about the difference between starter only because of what he did on off 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 the court. See, we're not gonna talk about that. See, we, see, I'm not here for you. <laughs> see, Brian, being a KD fan. <laughs> you put LeBron on that team. 
This is what Scottie Pippen is saying. Mm-hmm. LeBron, 9 out of 10, would start that first quarter off, he might score four points. <clears throat> he would have started that first quarter trying to get Joe Harris started. He would have started it trying to get uh, Blake Griffin hot. Uh, Mike James, the, the the third, fourth backup point guard, LeBron would have went out of his way to make sure that these guys are hot. Because if they get going in the first quarter, now I know I can rely on them third, fourth, second quarters. I know I can rely on them throughout the rest of the game. But a score is not worried about that. Right. But see, the problem that Scotty, I believe Scotty has with Durant is the same problem I have with Durant. You say Durant's not a facilitator, right? Did the fuck he not the last game have a, a, a triple double yes, with, 15, with, 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 with 15 assists? Yes, he did. He did. So my problem with KD is not that he can't facilitate. He refuses to do it. He refuses to be. So everyone who says he's a team player, you're lying to yourself. Yes, you are. And I'm a KD fan. And I'll tell you in a heartbeat, that man is looking to score. That man is looking at to score every single time he touches the ball. And you pass the ball as, as, a, as a score. If that's what you specialize in, I feel like do your job. True. However, when you are in the playoff, you know for a fact, sometime throughout this game, throughout the majority of the game, the other team is looking to get the ball out your hand. That means somebody else got to hit a shot, right? Right. How the fuck everybody else going to be warmed up when all you've been doing is taking every single shot? So let me answer that question. Second quarter. When Durant was trying to be a facilitator, Harris, you a three-point specialist. You a three-point mm-hmm. champion. Well, first off, at that point, mm-hmm. you should know where your hot spots are. True. Pause if necessary. No, 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 no we're good. So, if you know these things, uh-huh. why are you one for eight? I'll tell you why. You, 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 you should know where you're going. I'll tell you why. Because just like you know Harris is a three-point specialist, the other team knows Harris is a three-point specialist. But he be wide open. True. So there's no excuse. There's not an excuse, but there's a reason why. Okay. Let me hit. If you're not used to having that ball thrown your way, when you get it, you get it unexpectedly. I'm not making excuses for this man saying that he shouldn't be ready. You should, You got to be ready at all times. However, a facilitator not only knows to give you the ball, he knows where you want the ball. He knows how to throw it to each per- each player. Cause everybody's different. We all been, we all have played on have played on teams where we know if we throw the ball hard to that nigga, he not gonna catch it. It's gonna he gonna it's gonna bounce off his hand. He gonna clap and it's gonna look like he 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 gonna make a whole bunch of effort and that ball gonna hit the ground. Right or wrong? You're right. We know and we know other players. See, as a basketball player. I know as there's a thing called a shooting pocket, which essentially is somewhere between your waist and your shoulder. That's really where you want the ball. So with that being said, I'm not making excuses. A facilitator like a Chris Paul or a LeBron James is going to hit you directly in that shooting pocket every time. Somebody who's not a facilitator is not going to necessarily hit you. They they may not have the necessary skill to hit you in that pocket and make that shot easy for you. That's why you need a playmaker at all times on the floor 
to make shit to make shots easier for other for the role players. It's not necessarily for the stars because a star like a KD, somebody that's seven feet, can shoot a can shoot a thirty point three point shot. He gonna get his shot whenever he wanted. He can find an open shot whenever he wanted. Mm-hmm. He can walk down and shoot that bitch from thirty, and it's a good shot. It, it sounds like a bad shot for most, but for him, it's a good shot because he probably shoots around forty fifty percent from there. So that's what I, that's what I believe Scottie Pippen was going with this. Of course, Kevin Durant being sensitive, and we're not going to sit here and act like he's not sensitive. I never See, said I, that. I, 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 I don't, don't talk about the off court. I don't talk about off court. I don't talk about off court. On and off court, off court, he he's a bitch. He's, he's a bitch. Yes, off court, he's a bitch. Okay. Yes, I'm not going to say I'm not because any man who makes burner accounts yeah. to defend himself, he's soft. Yes, he's okay. a bitch ass nigga. Off court, he's a bitch. On off court, court, he's soft as well. Uh, 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 I can't uh, on that one. Uh, and I'm going to have to defend him. Okay. Because I feel as though you have to play him. But he has to play you as well. If it gets into a shootout, I'm always going to take KD. It's like, why does it get into a shootout, though? Because Cause he's not looking to defend any fucking body. Because, and Kyrie, and he, knows, he knows if you make a shot, KD's coming right back at you. And he's going to make a shot in your face. But why, and but why does it have to get there? You're right. So, hear me out for a second. Uh, I, I agree with your take. Why does it have to get to a shootout? Because KD doesn't play defense unless he wants to. Oh, okay. Unless he wants so, to. See, see, see and... But, I'm sorry, guys. At the same time, but at the same time, though, but at the same time, mm-hmm. if he wants to play defense, he's going to. Like, he, like when it came down to the wire and KD had to play Giannis, but, but, if you watch that game mm-hmm. when KD was actually sticking Giannis, mm-hmm. Giannis didn't score. But you know what my problem is with him? What's that? Giannis had 30-something on everybody else. It was too late, yes. It was too late at that point. It was too late. It was. But KD just not going to come down to the wire. Y'all played the exact same position. Y'all had the exact same build. You right. No. Giannis, Giannis a, a little bit more muscular. He's a little bit muscular. But, I'm saying, Giannis didn't guard the best player on that yeah, team. He, he, does. he rarely does. He does. And, and that makes me question his defense at this point. That doesn't make me question him. That makes me question his coach. That makes me question his coach. So who's your best defender on that team? The best defender on that team? For, it depends. For, po- for the post defense, it's Giannis. For man-to-man on the perimeter, Drew Holiday. Hands down. I like Tucker. I'm gonna tell you why I like Tucker. Hold on, no, no. I'm gonna tell you why because Tucker don't mind getting in your face. Right. Tucker don't mind being like, yeah, you put, yeah, you wanna do all that? Yeah, let me go ahead. I'm gonna hand check. I got you. I got you. Listen, I fuck with. I I fuck with. I I rock with Tucker, but I feel like Giannis. I I still would say Giannis and Drew Holiday because they're more versatile defenders. Drew Holiday is able to lock down pretty much anybody on that perimeter. Right. That's that's his specialty. Uh, bigger defenders like a KD, it's not going to happen. Right. As right. we saw, K- KD is lighting this man up every time he goes. Right. Which is why I said that was a horrible matchup. You should have put Tucker and Giannis. They what they should have done is they, they, they should have done with what Golden State would do against LeBron. They mm-hmm. should send multiple defenders at him. They should start with... Being that they play the same position, it should start with Giannis. And then go to Middleton. 
and then go to Tucker, and then go to Brook Lopez, and then go to some of the uh, uh, like Bobby Lopez. Portis. I don't like Lopez. Bobby Portis, the I big off the bench. I'm like not him. a fan of Lopez neither, but I'm saying he's a big person mm-hmm. with, with enough size to move KD around. Right. If he comes to hand text KD, which of course is illegal, mm-hmm. but it's, we talking playoffs. You know, playoffs they let they, they let you play a little bit more. Yeah, you got a, little, a lot more play. Got a lot more leeway when it comes to that. So with that being said, you able to touch people, and this sounds weird, but you able you able to get a little bit more physical in the playoffs than what you were able to do in the regular season. So that's why I said Lopez. I'm not saying actually have Lopez be the primary defender. Right. What I'm saying is you have. You have uh my bad I said Katie you have either Kevin you have you, you have had Chris Middleton you have Giannis Drew Holiday or Tucker guarding him one on one you have the other guy as a double as the double team player and you gotta have Lopez come to step up to block the shot protecting the rim that's what they should have done they should have crowded Katie made him get and, and actually they started doing that. They they started crowding Katie, making him give the ball up. Now, once they crowding you, give, making you get the ball up, no one else has touched the ball in five six minutes. You've been sitting there going one on one on five. Everybody else is quote unquote standing around, which they are because why? As as somebody who who's been through this, if I'm not going to get the ball for five minutes, why am I not going to stand around? I'm not going to waste my energy running around all goddamn game if I'm not getting the ball. True. That's just a fact. I'm not going to do it. I was a role player, so I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got me on basketball. Too. I'm not, not going to run around and waste my energy for 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I'm only going to get in the game for 25 minutes at the most. I'm not I'm not wasting that all running, running around screens and shit create or, or screening for someone else to get the ball that you're going to look at and then not pass the ball. That's just my take on that. But um, all in all, I just I personally believe that KD being – first of all, I think the assassin mindset of the 90s score where you only look to score, I think that shit is over with. Mm-hmm. That's over with. You gotta you you gotta somewhat be able to facilitate. Of course, you have to be skilled enough to score in every position wherever you are on the floor. You gotta be able to shoot a three. You gotta be able to post up somewhat. You gotta be able to create. You gotta be able to create for others though. That whole just I'm gonna go score thirty, and everybody else watch me. I'm gonna put this team on my back. That that that, that that's for that's for games like. Like like that fifty point game he had the other day. That's that's what that's for. You take those games. Those games are reserved for that nowadays. You can't just go out there looking to do this every game. It ain't gonna work. Not in the playoffs. Regular season, any game you score fifty games, fifty points, in, you should win. Regular uh, postseason, eventually you're gonna get tired. And somebody, you gonna need somebody else to start scoring, to start creating shots. But if you're not, if you're touching the ball the entire game, you're not giving anybody a chance to. See, like like I said, KD is not a facilitator. It's not his it's not job a, is to score. He's a top tier score. He is. Like 
I don't care what anybody say. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But when you're when you're when you're top when you are a top tier player on top of being a top five scorer, there should be more dimension to your game than just that scoring. And that's where the problem comes in. Because KD's not just a top tier scorer. He's also he also can be a top tier rebounder. He can be a top tier passer. He can be a top tier defender. Mm-hmm. He's but oh, he focused. No, no, no. He's not there. Not. He picks and chooses when he wants to be there. He's not a top tier passer. He can be. He doesn't like to be. Because he and and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, and he had a season. Hold and he had a, and he had a season in OKC where he averaged twenty points. And I believe it was like, he, well, of course, it was like more like thirty. But he yeah, averaged like thirty points and he like averaged like ten, 10 rebounds and ten, and yeah, no, no, like no, ten or fifteen it, rebounds. It was like ten assists. It was like ten assists. I mean, 10 rebounds, and it was like six assists, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was his MVP season. I say this to say that we've seen that he can do this when he wants to. He's deciding not to. Go ahead, brother. Okay. So I'm going. I'm, I'm only saying this because I feel as though when it comes to KD, my favorite player of all time, mm. I feel like KD... He needs he he's not a leader. So let me let me just say mm. that. He's not a leader. He's not a leader. Mm. KD is not a leader. He doesn't demand the ball in clutch situations. We saw that in OKC. We saw that in Golden State at Golden State. I think he's starting to do that now. He's starting to because everybody's hurt. I think he started when he was in Golden State. Because if, no. you know, if you know, if you know, I say, I say okay, because, I, I, I give you, oh, let me give you why. Let me, I mean, let me, I mean, I give you two games for that. Because yeah, if you notice, the second season, not the first season, the second season. Mm-hmm. So the first season, he kind of just went along with whatever the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. The second season, he played a lot of isolation. Mm-hmm. If you notice, a lot of his buckets, he would get. He was saying, "Fuck, fuck whatever play you just called. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna either dribble around this nigga. I'm gonna post this nigga. I'm gonna make this shot." I'm going to create this shot. And, and he did it. Right. But at times, that kind of fucked up their offense because they're free, they're free-flowing team. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's not that. Yeah, but their coaches something. want them to be that. They're a free-flow team, yeah. Brooklyn's not one. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. no. Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's not a free-flow team. Golden State is. But the problem, I, I, the biggest problem I see with the Brooklyn team, the two biggest problems is they don't, Steve Nash is trying to recreate. I told you this before off camera. Mm-hmm. I feel like Steve Nash is trying to recreate his Phoenix Suns. Well, the problem with recreating his Phoenix Suns is one, you don't have the size, you don't have the size and force inside of a Mark starter mind. Right. That man was a dog in the paint. Oh, absolutely. He would dunk on anything. He'd dunk on his grandmother if she was on the court. Shaq would be there. He's still dunking. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. He going at you. Two. His wife could be there. Uh, two. You don't have the point guard. You don't you have don't. a point guard. Fuck okay. Kyrie again. Okay, I'm, I don't mean cut Fuck Kyrie. Trade this nigga and get you a pure point. Get you, you a don't even need a point. I don't even think they need a pure point, but I, I think they need somebody who's looking. Kyrie's not looking to play the point guard. Fuck Kyrie. Get He's, that nigga the fuck out of there. Kyrie's not a facilitator. They need a facilitator. They don't necessarily need a per point. It could be a two guard that's a facilitator. The fuck James Harden. Get him out of there. One <laughs> of them gotta go. One of them has to go. Listen, one of them gotta go. Number three. Fuck the fuck no, that bullshit. No, no, number one of them gotta go. Number three. The other issue is you had one of the most 
underrated and most versatile defenders of all time on that Phoenix Suns team, which was Sean Marion. Nobody gives this man enough credit. But throughout that throughout that ten year span, or six to ten year span, this man made an all star game every year and he was giving you twenty and ten. While defending the best player on another team, rather if that was a point guard or a power forward. The only time he didn't guard the best player was against San Antonio and against Miami or wherever the hell Shaq was because he wasn't guarding Tim Duncan or Shaq. Anybody yeah, else, that wasn't he happening. guarded, and he would lock them down. So my thing is, is that, about Sean, mm-hmm. I, I, I like his defense. Love his defense. When you have to choose between the better of the two, sometimes, in my opinion, my saying is true, That's my right. saying is accurate. If you had to choose between, let's say, Miami, mm-hmm. I would put him on D-Wade. I would leave LeBron to someone else. No. Because, here's why. Hear me out. Here's why. Because I know you're not going to stop, bro. Actually. But I know you can slow down Wade. Well, see, this is why. This is, that's why I would okay. do that. Okay. And well, you, like I said, like, Wade. Now, don't get me wrong. Okay. Wade is a beast. It ain't no. It ain't, no, no, no. There's no, no. not too many people that's going to stop Wade. Mm-hmm. There's not too many. But I feel as though Sean Murray's Sean size mm-hmm. could slow him down. Not stop him, mm-hmm. but slow him down. Okay, this is why I say you're wrong. Okay. I feel where you're going, but I think you were wrong. I think we're forgetting about Roger Bell being on that team, too. Right. Roger Bell was also a first-team defender at the shooting guard. So why why would you waste Sean Marion on D-Wade when you got Roger Bell? Well, who was the better defender? That's debatable because Roger Bell was a beast. That's what I'm saying. Ah. No, 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 no. You don't switch the two because you have no one else who can physically match up with LeBron. They had no one else who could physically match up with LeBron. So you don't waste that. Marion has to guard LeBron when they play each other. Okay. He he would have had to guard. He, that's why he had. That's why he guarded him at all times. He had to. He didn't have a choice. You couple for a little. You you might get a few plays with Boris Diaw guarding him, but he's too slow. Yeah. Marion is the only player they had that was fast enough. That that literally in in a straight line, and big and, and physical enough to guard LeBron, because Marion was what six six seven six eight, eight, eight two twenty. He's somewhere between two twenty to two forty. Yeah, you know he was the only one that was actually versatile enough to guard LeBron on on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have a choice. Then if you're talking directly Miami against Phoenix. Stoudemire, you know Stoudemire's going to win that matchup with Bosch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Bosch, but he couldn't handle the physicality yeah, against not, Stoudemire. Not Stoudemire. Stoudemire, Stoudemire was a – Stoudemire was – especially before he hurt them knees. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This he, he nigga was a monster, man. I would have never wanted to guard this nigga. Like, oh, my God. 6'10", 250. As fast as a small forward, as strong as a center. And can Zach, jump out the gym. Uh, Zach Randolph always used to compare like strength wise to Zach Randolph because in my opinion That's a decent that's a decent compare. Strength wise, Zach Randolph was the was the strongest slash best four or five. Whatever one they decided to uh, I would say four. Okay, four. Because he played the four. So he do you have a debate at that four position? At the five, no. I would say no because you got players like Shaq. You got Tim Duncan. But 
Ain't this when, when Shaq was still Shaq was in his older years. So Shaq this was talking about Shaq was in his dominant talk, at that point. So we talking Miami Shaq? We talking LA Shaq? No, not LA Shaq. We're not talking about see, LA but Shaq. See, but this we're is, talking about hold on, hold on. back end of his career. Hold on. See the reason but see the problem with that is you're talking about Zach Randall, somebody who came in in uh in the middle of Shaq's prime. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Zach Randolph and Amari Stoudemire were in the league during Shaq's prime and towards into the into the tail end. Right. So, if you really look at Stoudemire's prime, started Shaq's probably last year, first year in Miami. Okay. So, and Zach Randolph <laughs> was in Portland. Right. I thought he still was missing. The, no, no, the no, year no, no. Shaq listen, won listen, the title listen, with, with Wade. No, 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 he wasn't in Memphis yet. He didn't get to Memphis yet. That's what I'm trying to see. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm okay. a basketball guy. Uh, yeah, you, you know, football is your thing. Yeah, you got it, you, know. you got it, you got so it. So he was in Portland before Memphis. Mm-hmm. He got traded to Memphis, I believe. He got, if he got traded or well, he signed a big contract, I don't remember. But either way, he was in Portland first. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in – Memphis is where he flourished, where he became the – where they started calling this nigga first name, 20, last name, 10. Because he just couldn't – niggas couldn't guard him. Right. So Portland, uh, so Memphis is where he evolved into whoever he became. Which is why I think, like when when the, like when he got there, mm-hmm. he, you know, like that was when Love City was there when he got to Memphis, and he made Blake Griffin look like a street bitch. Mm-hmm. I never forget that. Yeah, he disrespected. He Blake. disrespected the shit out of Blake Griffin. And I was like, Blake Griffin, what the fuck? Like you used to dunking on niggas, and well, see, so, he's like, this nigga just like, push you around on, like a on, bitch. Hold like, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on hold okay, on. what's up? See, but that was the problem. Blake was so used to dunking that he didn't develop the rest of his skills, and this this is where a non-basketball player. Mm-hmm. Will get lost in the actual and in, 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 in the deeper facets of the game, because yes, the dunks are great, but that takes a lot of physical. You gonna take a lot of physical contact, because a lot of people are gonna undercut you. You gonna get you gonna have to you gonna have to jump jump through people a lot of times to dunk on them. Not necessarily just going over them. You gonna have to actually put your body against their body, pause if necessary. No, you good. You know, uh, I got you. That's why if you notice, a lot of people who early in their career just come in dunking on everything, they don't last in the NBA very long. Dirk Rose. Dirk Rose. Chris Webber. Mm-hmm. Omar Stoudemire. Yeah. Blake Griffin. Uh, shit. We got prime examples. Kobe Jordan. They changed their game from that just dunkers mentality. Mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady. That's all. That was my and man. that was, oh man, that was my dog. That was my man. That was my dog, man. But but I, I, the but that's the problem with Blake Griffin, and this is the problem where I, oh okay, this is the problem where I have with old the older generation. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's talk so, about this older generation. Okay, so Blake Griffin suffers from the same problem that the older generation does. They put so much emphasis on the duck and the athleticism that they forgot about the footwork, which is why basketball is a much harder, I believe, is a much tougher sport to learn than football. Because football, you can just read and react and just use your physical talents if you have them. That's your quarterback. They make they make you you being physically you a, a physically dominant player 
on a football field, it's much easier for them to dominate that game than mm-hmm. it is for the basketball game. It because is. in basketball, everything is about footwork and, and mentality. Right. So, what else, well, where do I, I mean with this? Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin never, especially in the post as a big man, Blake Griffin never has never learned a post game. Right now, as a Nets fan, Mm -hmm. what is Blake Griffin's go to move in the post? (laughs) The little, the little back there, spin around, the little spin around shit, and try to dunk the ball. Typical drop step. Yeah. What is his counter when you stop that? The little fadeaway, the little fadeaway, the bullshit fadeaway shot. Basically, he doesn't have one. Yeah, he does. Blake doesn't have a shot. He does. No, 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 no. He has a shot. No. What I'm saying is, uh, nah, no, no, well, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. He's going on tangent again. He doesn't have post moves. Yeah, that's he the point I was making. He doesn't. A drop step. That's the ba- that's the basic post move. That's the shit you learn when you in AU in fucking kindergarten, bro. That's the first move you learn in basketball. If you're a big man, that's what I'm saying. He was getting away with basic moves because he was so athletic. So when he ran up against somebody as Zach Randolph, who was physical enough to deal with him, just trying to body him up, he's strong. I'm stronger than you, bro. You're not gonna body me. I'm stronger than you. You can't just body me. My game ain't based off of how high I could jump, so I'm not going to sit there and try to meet you at the rim. No, I'm going to push you out the tank. I'm going to meet you on that block, and I'm going to move you so you can't just jump over me and get this bucket. So now what you got? Oh, your drop steps? Oh, your drop step? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Your pump fake? I'm not worried about your pump fake because you're not really a good shooter. Right, he, he definitely not. Definitely not a consistent one. As he's gotten older, he's gotten better. I think he really yeah. got. I think he really became a shooter when he went to, uh, well, a better shooter when he went to Detroit. But because he couldn't just fly in the lane and just dunk on there. Exactly. Drummond was down there clogging. Not the just because Drummond was clogging the lane, also because everyone know once Zach Randolph exposed him, and everybody realizes, oh, he's got one move. Yeah. Zach if I stop this one move. If I stop this one move, I got him. And it typically was a drop step over one shoulder. If you can't turn over the other shoulder, if you don't have no shimmy game, in the post you kind of, you basic bullshit. You bullshit. Now, if I'm basic, you bullshit. No, you basic. I'm going to say basic. I'm going to say bullshit. Okay. Because what you going to do? I, I would say There's basic. nothing you can do at this I would point. say basic because he still, at the time, was giving me 25, like 12. I don't give a fuck about that 25 so, and 12. You wonder hey. why I don't give a fuck about the 25 and 12? Because it's like you get 25 and 12, it's like five old people that gave me 25 and 12 on the, on the opposite team. No, that. Well, 25. No, that. At the time, it was like 10 people in the league. And he was averaging the most points and rebounds, I believe, at the time. He's leading the league in rebounds at the time. No, no, no. Dwight Howard was. Dwight Howard was definitely. Don't, don't you have a... Di- oh, here we like go. Here we go. Here we go. But at the same time, I can say I respect him. I, 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 never, said I, did, I never said I didn't respect no, him. No, no, no. So first of all, you don't respect him because you call him the white coward. The white coward? Yeah, let's... So I respect him. I respect that's him. my issue with the whole Dwight Howard debate, right? 
That man, the The problem that y'all all have with this man, the majority of people have with with Dwight Howard. And we're gonna we're gonna move off this in the next five, next four to five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we're gonna go to this nineties debate. Don't so, that so the problem that most people have with Dwight Howard is we all we all thought he was going to be the next Shaq. He's not as tall as Shaq. Nope. He's not as big as Shaq. Nope. Shaq is three hundred pounds, seven feet. Mm-hmm. Dwight was like six ten, six eleven. 260 to 280. That's still a good 20, 30 pounds, small, 20 to 40 pounds smaller than Shaq in his prime. Mm-hmm. That's not to mention Shaq in Miami. That's not to mention Shaq in Phoenix. I love Shaq. Everybody loves Shaq. Shaq is Shaq. That's, that's the point I'm making. There's only Shaq. one Shaq, bro. Yeah, it is. There's only I'm one Shaq. I'm going to be mad as shit like, if his sons don't go to the NBA. They're not. Video. They're not. What? They're not. You don't think his sons going to go? Nope. Damn. If he was to go with position. Okay, so we're going to talk about the closest one, Sharif O'Neal. Sharif O'Neal, yeah. Sharif is about 6'9". Sharif is like, I don't think Sharif has a defined position. And that's the thing. Uh, in today's game, you really don't really have to have a defined position. Right. But um, Sharif is a betweener, so he's like a small forward, power forward. Mm-hmm probably center, depending on how small the team is, because he's not really a big physical guy. But he's like 6'9", but he's not. Not physical. He's not he's like Giannis. He he's, can shoot, he can shoot. he's more like a Durant build than a Giannis build. Yeah. He's somewhere in between their build. He can shoot. So he, can shoot like he has a decent jump shot. But it's not, again, it's not, it's not he doesn't do anything exceptionally well. He can shoot better and than I, Bob. That's not hard to do. Okay. He's, not, he's not a center. But his father was a was a Hall of Famer. Yes, he was a dominant big man. He's the most dominant center of all time. No he debate. Is. He's the most physically I, dominant I, I center of all time. Met. However, I mean, you could probably say maybe, maybe if you wanted to argue with me when it comes to scoring, Lamarcus, uh, not not Lamarcus, uh, yeah. Tim, 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 Tim. I'm talking about Tim, not Lamarcus. Tim. Okay, so. If you want to argue, okay, okay. Like, hold but, on, hold on. I want to say to the people, fuck with Marcus Aldridge. I'm talking about Ted. Okay. So, his, talking about so here's the problem with that. Most of these people qualify Tim Duncan as a power forward because he started his first year as as a power forward. Even though the rest of his, even though the rest of his career, once David Robinson retired, he played center. Most people still give him that power forward tag, which has which has always been a, a, a hot button of mine, which pissed me off. But anyway. As far as the Sharif O'Neal thing, I don't think he's going to make the league because he doesn't do anything exceptionally really well. And he's already in his 20s. So I don't see it. I'm going to say that I think he's going to get the league strictly off of father. Those days are over. Those days are over. There's too many people out here with exceptional skills. Those days are over. The days of you just getting in the league because... The days of you just getting in, in the league just because of somebody else's name, that shit over, dog. Because if that was the case, why Michael Jordan's son didn't get in the league? As much as, as much as people dick ride Michael Jordan, why Michael Jordan's son ain't in the league? Because the people that dick ride Michael Jordan ain't in power no more. Shit! All of old people dick ride Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to go here. Apparently, we're going to go here. Mm-hmm. 
I am of the mindset. Uh, the older generation believes Michael Jordan, called Michael Jordan the GOAT, which to me never made sense. So, people call Michael Jordan the GOAT because Michael Jordan has six rings, correct? Mm-hmm. Because he went undefeated in the finals, correct? Correct. Okay. So, the GOAT comparison always goes between him and LeBron. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I think people forget that Michael Jordan did not win a series in the playoffs prior to Scottie Pippen getting there, right? Right. He was a complete loser. He was a complete loser. Mm-hmm. He was Kyrie. He could not win a playoff series without Scottie Pippen. Kyrie. He was doing nothing. He so let's, let's 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 go there. LeBron's first time leaving, uh, getting put out the playoffs in the first round was this year in year eighteen when Kat, when uh when uh Anthony Davis got hurt. That's the only reason LeBron is out of the first round this year. In year 18, when in Michael Jordan in year 18, he was in Washington, which y'all always gloss over as the older generation. The older generation also glosses over because they always say that once Michael Jordan started winning rings, no one else won, which is a lie. He retired for two years because he was scared, because he knew he was going to lose. And Houston won two rings. Back to back, right behind Hakeem Olajuwon. The thing that people also seem to always forget: he got when he came back, he got swept by Orlando. Shaq and Penny whooped their asses. Mhm. I remember that. I remember that. So, so I said all this to say that you know people who use Michael Jordan to chastise and down play the things that LeBron and other players do. One, you don't consider, they, they never talk about the epic failures of Jordan. Why would they? Especially considering, you know, this, hold on, didn't LeBron come out of high school? Because yes, he did. Fresh out of high school. Yes, he did. Didn't Jordan get cut from his high school team? He did. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they sent him back to, matter of fact, he went to another school because he couldn't make it where he was. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make it on Boston. Mm-hmm. LeBron, in his junior year, was already one of the highest yeah, uh, he was, he was. players he coming out. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, KD kind of was the same thing, but he went to Texas. He uh, only went to college because that was the that was the first year they put that rule in. Yeah, that rule. Had yeah, to go to college. Because him and Greg Oden weren't yeah, going to college. They wasn't going. They didn't they need going, to. They was, going, they was going to go straight to the They didn't league. need yeah, to. You're right. I, I, just, I, just, I just wanted to make sure y'all know that uh, – my favorite player, KD. Okay. Look. His favorite player, LeBron. But no, he's KD not my. LeBron is not my favorite player. His actually. favorite player, LeBron. He's not. Anyway. It's Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is my favorite player. Before that, it was Shaq. Dwayne Wade's not here. So who's your player now? Currently. Hmm. I probably go young. I probably go LeBron. LeBron okay. then Westbrook. So like I was saying. So like I said. So his favorite player is LeBron. <laughs> Mine is KD. So I'm telling y'all, Mines didn't need to go to college. But he did. He did. He because didn't need to go to Texas, but he, he did. had to. But you know, PJ Tucker, we're, we're getting, PJ Tucker, both of them went to college together. 
actually locked him up too. Yeah, but yeah, we, we're getting off topic again, oh, brother. <laughs> we're getting off topic again. I don't know where KD got this conversation. You know, yeah. I think he's a little too soft to be in this conversation. To be honest with you. Ooh, yeah. KD. I think he's a little. Bro. I think he's a little soft to be in this conversation. KD a dry lane on anybody you put against. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What? I don't know about that. Who stopped? I mean, we have seen a six foot Chris Paul lock KD up for three quarters. Who? That's happened. Who? That's happened. Clippers against the Thunder. That's happened. You talking about young ass? Okay, all right. Okay, all right. You know what? It don't matter. That's happened. It don't matter. You're right. Young or old, you're right. That's happened. You're right. We've seen Patrick Beverly lock him up for two games. No. Actually, we did. No. That's what we did. That's why he had to. That's why he had to do that thing when he was like, "Oh, y'all don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm Kevin Durant." <laughs> Kevin Durant, he had to come out bust uh, Patrick Beverly ass. Cause you know why? Cause had that continued to happen and they lost that series, Kevin Durant would <laughs> the shit that we would have threw at Kevin Durant, the little shit that we would have threw at Kevin Durant, bro. Oh my god! All I'm saying is, listen. Kevin, but no, no, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, all jokes aside back to the main topic. So. The 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 older uh, the older generation mm-hmm. forgets that every year the game of basketball evolves. Yes, it does. The skill level elevates. The reason why we talk about Jordan higher than we talk about Dr. J is because his skill was better. Right. He was a better ball handler. The three point line became more prevalent, and he was a slightly better three point shooter. Bill Russell. You can talk about him. Let's talk about Bill Russell. Bill Russell was a big man. He was the most dominant. dominant defensive big man possibly ever. But he had like 10 rings or something like that? 13. 13, I'm sorry. I, know, I think it was 11. I think it was 11. It's it, it, it between 11 it's and 13. I apologize. It's double digits. Yeah. You know. But, uh, so if you want to talk about a goat for rings, then so you the excuse, know what talk about. So the excuse that people always bring up with, with Michael Jordan is, He's better than LeBron and Kobe and all these other guys that that are that are realistically into the goat debate. They say, okay, he got six rings. It's all about the rings. Well, if it's all about the rings, then Bill Russell has double digit rings. He's the goat. So he's shitting on Michael Jordan. Then they say, oh, well, Jordan was perfect in the finals. Okay, Jordan was perfect for his six rings. He was his team won six and that in the finals. Not him. He wasn't perfect. There's actually been several games where he shot terrible percentages. Mm-hmm. But you know. Again, they gloss over that. Um, but even if that's the case, Bill Russell won eight championships consecutively with the Boston Celtics. You know, so again, that Jordan wouldn't win. So let's talk about the the again back to the skill in developing. Back in the nineties, when Jordan was playing, he was the only. Six six shooting guard, small forward, that was two twenty. He was the only shooting guard at his size that could move the way he could, that could jump the way he could, that could handle the ball the way he could. Right. Right. All of the defenders that guarded him, for the most part, the best of the the people he named that he had the biggest problems with, Joe Dumars, at six three six four. You could just post his little ass up and shoot over him. Gary Payton, at six three six four. Now these are amazing defenders, 
but a guy that's two to four inches taller than you should be able to just turn around and shoot the fuck over you. Mm-hmm. Especially since Jordan was such, especially since they claimed that Jordan was this amazing post player. But that's neither here nor there. So the point I'm making is the game developed and changed. Why do I say this? Because in the '90s, you didn't have seven-foot players like KD and Giannis and Ben Simmons who could handle the ball, who could shoot the ball. All that, all that they were, all that a, a power forward or anybody. First of all, if you were six ten or better, you were going to be a power forward. If you were six eight or better, you had to play power forward in that generation. On average, you had to play power forward. Mm-hmm. You had some outliers like Tony Kukoc, who played small forward, but he was in the corner. He stood in the corner and waited for a shot. But, uh, you know, there were no Porzingis at seven three centers that could shoot threes and handle the oh, rock no. and attack the rim. There oh, was no, even though you don't like him, LaMarcus Aldridge who was seven feet, who could oh, attack yeah. the rim, who could shoot the mid-range and the three-point shot. You there, <laughs> there definitely were no Joel Embiid. Who could shoot the three, handle the rock, post not, up? Not at that time frame, no. It wasn't. There was none of that. And defend point guards, which we've seen them do. Um, Giannis, Ben Simmons. Fuck ben I'm ben. just using him as an example. Oh, okay. You know, the closest thing you had to Ben Simmons, uh, honestly, this is, again, the closest thing you had to Ben Simmons was Magic Johnson. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. But the difference is, Magic Johnson don't mind shooting free throws. Oh really? Oh really? Did you did you know Magic Johnson was under eighty percent shooter? Did you know Magic Johnson was notorious? They they called him Tragic Johnson because of his choke job he did in the finals, and that he typically was afraid to go to the to the free throw line. That he act that he actively no 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 that he would actively not attack the rim because he didn't want to go to the foul line. Damn, this is good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Damn. I appreciate that. As a, student, as, a student, as a student of the actual game, you know, I would go back and watch these things. <laughs> you, could tell, you could tell that he was actively not trying to attack the basket, so he wouldn't get fouled. Hey, this drink good as hell. So, good as drink. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, let, let, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, evolution, um, evolution happens. Today's evolution work. does happen. So, with that being said, I made a post on my Facebook, which y'all can find me on Brian oh. Smith Jr. Y'all can follow me on Brian Smith Jr. It says, Trey Young, I would choose Trey Young over Kyrie Irving hold any on. day. Hold on, let's read the, let's read the post. He, he's going to read it, hold but why he, he pull it up? I'm saying, pause, pause if necessary. I'm going to say, Trey Young is dependable. He's durable. Kyrie, you get me to the playoffs just to fucking fall over and die? I can't use you in the playoffs? No, you can kiss my ass. So it's the street saying Ice Trey is already a better number one option than Kyrie Irving ever was in his entire career. Yes, exactly. You wonder why I agree with that? Strictly off the strength of I don't have to worry about Ice Trey getting hurt when it comes to playoff time. Because, you know, playoff time is where you get your money. That's that's money time right there. You you want to get to that championship. And he's a net fan. Oh yeah, I'm a net fan because of KD. Yeah, I'm going to say that. But Kyrie, you's a bitch ass nigga. Every time I turn around, you hurt. You was hurting Boston. You was hurting Cleveland. You was hurting 
And that's like name a name a team you was on that you wasn't hurt in when it was the, when it came playoff time. Name a name a team for me, please, that you wasn't hurt in that you made the playoff and won. Besides the one time when LeBron took over, so can I go? Cleveland. So can I go? So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, to add to this, to, so to add to this, I also agree with what he's saying. I also agree with the post because it has nothing to do with his injury history. It goes back to just watching the game and knowing who we're talking about. Fuck Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, prior to LeBron coming back to Cleveland, what he he was number one pick. Yep. Uh, had what two or three seasons before LeBron came back. Three. And he could not win 30 games. Fuck Kyrie. He never won 30 games as the leader of that team, but as the quote-unquote leader. leader of that team. Because he wasn't – because he was never the leader. Um, but as the quote-unquote leader of that Cleveland Cavaliers team, he never won more than 30 games. So LeBron comes back, of course, we all know within, what, two, three years they won a championship. Mm-hmm. Right. But he won't be a leader. Right after that, he, he won. He leaves and right after that, he requests. It's still pure shit. Oh, no, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. Right after that, he requests. Right bad, after that, he requests his trade. Goes to Boston, right? Gets to Boston. Gets hurt. Actually, was what the second team in the, in the East at the time? Yes, he was. Gets hurt. Out for the playoffs. Uh, gets hurt. What ten games into the playoffs? Mm-hmm. His team goes to the conference finals, led by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yes, sir. The next year they come back, you lose in the second round. Mm-hmm. So what that shows, so we're seeing a pattern here. Yes. We All right, we're already seeing a pattern that his teams are better when he's not on the floor. Absolutely. So let's go to now the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. They were a 50-50 they were, they were winning team before James Harden got there. Exactly. With him and KD. Why? Because Kyrie was taking more shots than freaking Kevin Durant. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that silence? I'm going to say this again. Kyrie Irving was taking more shots per game than Kevin freaking Durant. I want to say that Kevin Durant is not a leader, so we're going to let it slide. No, no, no. We're not going to let this slide. We're going to, we're going to, this is, 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 same problem I have with Kevin Durant. No, probably. No, it's not. Kyrie Irving plays the point guard position. So if you're playing the point guard position, some of your half of your role is to facilitate. Mm-hmm. Half of your role is to do whatever your team needs. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your job is to do whatever your team needs for you to run the offense. So for you to run that offense and you to have, take more shots than Kevin Durant, the lead scorer in the NBA, arguably the best player in the late in the league right now. I would say LeBron, but he's a close second. Makes no fucking sense. It's the dumbest shit ever. After you seen that you clearly can't be number one, you come to Brooklyn and Boston. You still trying to be number one? James Harden get that. Push him up, push him off the point guard position. Exactly. Because now James Harden took over the ball handling. Yes, he did. I don't like James Harden as a ball handler either. Well, no, uh, I lied. Excuse me. I like him as a ball handler. I don't like him as a scorer in the playoffs. That's what I'll say. I like him as a ball handler. I do not like him as a scorer. 
I like him as a score. I don't like him as your primary ball handler. That's the problem. Because so we, of so Mike Dan, because they put him in a position where he had to be the primary ball handler. And then by the time Chris Paul got there, he was so used to doing his own thing that he wasn't going to listen. Then he, he just got on how to shut the fuck up at that point. Yep. Like, honestly, on some real shit, like, I don't like Kyrie. I want to trade Kyrie. Get him the fuck out of Like, I hate him more than I hate James Harden. So who would you trade him for? Kyrie, who would I trade him mm-hmm. for? If I'm going to be honest with you, I would take Trey. You ain't getting Trey. Yeah, I know I'm not going to get Trey. So I would go Seth. Because I know I'm not going to get Seth. You want Seth, Seth Curry? Hit me out. No. Hit me out. Hit me out. Just hit me out. I would take Seth because. Straight up. Okay, so straight up. If I'm doing. No, no, I'm asking you. Are you just saying him, Kyrie, for Seth? Because that's stupid. I'm going. Okay. So if I need a pure point. Because Seth's not that neither. So before you I say, would trade I would trade because uh, Kyrie's value is still so high. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Chris Paul. And what else? So you're going straight up Chris and Paul a, and Kyrie in a, a, a first in the first like not not a first like maybe a second round pick. Okay. I would take Chris Paul. So, Phoenix ain't gonna do that because they they about right. to go to the finals with yeah. Chris Paul. Why would they do that? You you right you right you right. So, realis- so, so realistically, when when Kyrie came, so no, 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 now, now, oh, now, that's what I'm saying. Now, really, that's what I'm saying. Think of today, if you're the next GM, who are you trying to get for him? Because the I'm future- trying to get a pure point. So and I, 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 can't, I can't, I can't name someone. Hold on, I can name one. You ain't gonna agree with it, but I can name one that you can't stand oh. right now. I got you. You, you know who I was trading for? Who? Ben Simmons. Hit me out. You know what? Hit me out. I'm going to take that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. It's my turn. Let me go. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, so, real shit, I would take that. Let, let, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Because I know Ben Simmons is attack, attack, attack. You leaving Kevin Durant up there. You leaving motherfucking no, 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 James Harden up there. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. Hold on. I would, no, let me go. I would take that. Go ahead. Let me go. Go ahead. Have me business, bro. So, the reason I say Ben Simmons. No, 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 no. I would take that. The reason I say Ben Simmons, right? Uh, the biggest issue man. that the Nets have is defense. Defense? Mm-hmm. Athleticism. Exactly. They don't have defensive and athleticism. We don't. And they don't have a playmaking point guard. You're right. That's, that's making plays for everything. Well, Ben Simmons covers up all three of those. He's a 6'10 point guard. Mm-hmm. He's a pure point guard. Mm-hmm. He just saw the and fuck. He, and he... Yeah. And, 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 and he finished second in defensive play of the year this year. Right. So you got a third point guard. Mm-hmm. You got a defensive play of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. And you got somebody that's 6'10 can jump out of the gym and stash. So, with that being said, you just filled up with one player, you just filled up a lot of your issues. So, you, so realistically, to get that trade through, you're probably going to get, your Philly's probably going to have to send some picks with that. They are. They're going to send Ben Simmons in some takes. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say at least the second round. No, no. It's probably going to be first round. Probably going to be a couple first rounders. And you're probably going to lose Joe Harris if you're if you're if you're fuck him. If you're he, he bullshit in the playoffs. Fuck him. No, I, he's listen, not bullshit. He's a jump shooter. I, I want you to understand. He's Kyle Corver. I understand. But what I want you to understand is, if you're useless in the playoffs when it matters, he's not useless. 
Bro, yeah. he he didn't do anything for us. The problem is he, shouldn't, he should not be expected to do that. You're a third option. What you mean? Well, how was he? The th- when, when was he the third option in the regular season? Never. You know who the third option was? The guy who's missing. The guy who we're talking about. Kyrie 